You're listening to Were You Still Talking? They pump out your blood and they pump in a, a new batch of blood and all of it is the blood of children. All the big stars are going to be on TV now. I mean, it's just the way it's going. Your role, I think, will be played by Brad Pitt. What'd you wear? Uh, I wore my loincloth wrapped around my feet. Are you going by John today? And that's absolutely true. You feel it in every cell in your body. Yeah, you can, you can bend the truth and bend the visualizations no matter what your political affiliation. You could have an alpaca. My a, a girlfriend's daughter recently got married and they had llamas or alpacas at the wedding. A recording room. They recorded uh, a couple songs in the kitchen of Rumbo. So, wait, you, you, you microdosed before this, right? What? Hey, welcome back. This is Were You Still Talking? And on the show today, we have Joel Albrecht. That's me, as always. And I also have April and Cindy. They both, they actually have a podcast and YouTube show. They are world explorers, passionate travels, travelers and content creators from Southern California. They enjoy talking about travel almost as much in the, as they enjoy traveling, which I know we all do. Uh, their YouTube channel and podcast is dedicated to curating travel stories from real people, providing tips and hacks to improve your travel experience and inspiring you to travel to new places. They cover a broad range of travel styles and budgets, everything from building your own boat to cruising through Europe to couch surfing and hiking your way through a new place. All those sound like great ideas, and I've known people that have done all that. So, hi, welcome. Welcome to hi. the show. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. I'm excited to have you guys. Um, I'll just tell my audience, too, although most they're mostly listening. It's the first time I've had two people on Zoom. I've had four people in my studio, but that was in the before times. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So far, it's great. Um, so, yeah, how did you, uh, how did you guys um, get started with... I mean, when did you decide to actually do a show around traveling? Uh, well, <laughs> probably earlier this year. I mean, we have, both Cindy and I met through Meetup, which is a, a great place to meet other people for like-minded activities, whether it's um, hiking or running or photography. You can find a group for just about, well, really literally anything from A to Z. So. We'd ha each have our own meetup groups, and we would do in-person, like, you know, meets, whether it was coffee or walking. But Los Angeles, like so many places, is its own, like, it's as large as a state. So you get people that sometimes are like, oh, you know, that's too far to drive, you know, that's too far to, to meet. So at the beginning of this year, we were really trying to just brainstorm how to come up with something to reach more people and, you know, go online, whether that was just a chat. And then by the time March rolled around, Cindy luckily had come up with this. I think she kind of hatched the idea of doing the talk, you know, the live podcast slash YouTube thing. So I'm lucky for all of her technical skills. <laughs> it's been a challenge. We, um, 
initially started trying to meet as a large group, trying to mimic the in-person events we were doing. Um, and then we found that that was just too chaotic. We had a lot of people talking at one time and there was less value there. So then we just moved it to interviewing one person at a time um, and then allowing the rest of the group to learn from that. And it's really, that's just been a joy because we've learned so much and heard so many interesting travel stories from people literally all over the world, uh, people we would never have connected with otherwise. So it gives us an opportunity to not only connect with people in different parts of the world, but bring that to our uh, local Los Angeles audience, which is people we typically would meet in person. Um, we can bring that value add of their experiences and the places that they live and visit just to them on the YouTube channel and the podcast, which is fantastic. And it evolved. It just started out, as I said, as something we were like, how can we meet, but not in person? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was, you know, it's hard, as you know, on Zoom and these online platforms, sometimes that's very difficult. But um, really what we wanted to do and what we typically do, even when we're in person, is we share travel stories. That's what we talk about. Where did you go? What was it like? We talk about tips and we just sort of made that um, our YouTube channel into a live or a recorded version of that. So. Yeah, that's, it's awesome. I think it's, re it's really cool. So it's kind of like one of the things that, um, it's a happy accident. I mean, I mean, it's right. it's too bad that you couldn't get together in large groups more often. But it's also great that now more people, you know, you get to share it with more people. So that that part of it's great. It's it's pretty awesome. So do both of you do travel photography? Is that part of both of your your travel uh, experiences? I know no. April does. Yeah, no? April does yeah. travel photography, but uh -huh. I also do travel trips. So we do we both do organized trips for travel. All, in different parts of the world and parts of the country. Um, but April's, as you said, focuses on um, photography. And I focus more on individual and solo travel and helping women get out and feel more confident when they're traveling outside the country and on their own. So um, we find that it works well because our audiences cross over. Oh, yeah. that's great. So how is there any place, I mean, are there places, obviously there are places more difficult to travel uh, for women is, I mean, yes. can they still travel almost anywhere if they, you know, if they have the yes. right advice? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, yeah. Think, I think that's what Cindy really instills with people. And, and also now with our guests, which is fabulous, we're connecting with women that are living in, you know, Spain and women that are going solo in Ireland and Scotland and in Australia. And the interesting thing too, and I found this by leading my own groups too, is some countries, um, for example, I'll use Australia, is I have a lot of married women who are like, oh, it's totally normal. Me and my husband take separate vacations and then we come back and, you know, we're both happier people. And I was like, you know, that's just something, too, I want to promote as well, because a lot, I think a lot of women that are in relationships sometimes feel like, oh, they always have to take that trip with their significant partner or other or the relationship suffers. And that's so not true. It's, it's so, yeah. I think Cindy and I are both, you know, sharing via our interviews and by our own personal experiences, just the wide, vast variety of experiences you can have solo or with a group or that type right. of thing. Right. And the same stigma applies for eating out alone and other silly things like that, where people feel awkward being out in the world alone, which, you know, that's really what I'm trying to help kind of cross over that. It's okay to be by yourself. And in fact, in many ways, it's more empowering. You have a better time. Um, and 
And the only way to do it is to do it. You know, you have to try it a little bit and get, gain your confidence that way. And sometimes doing it in smaller groups and then breaking off, which is what I do, help them break off into do things in the afternoon or part of the day or part of the trip on their own to gain their confidence and having some sort of an anchor of support during the trip. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, um, me and my ex-girlfriend, because she's now my wife, we <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we always travel together. And I think part of it is, honestly, um, we don't want to miss out right. on, you know, what the other person's going to be doing. I, that's kind of a big part of it. It's like, and, and we want to have someone there, you know, to say, right. to share it with. But um, yeah, I really like that idea of encouraging people to, because it is a very different experience when you're on your own. There's something very, I think, very freeing about that, and, and it's very different. So, yeah, that, that's great. That's great that you guys do that. What um, do you have? I mean, you probably have several, but have you? do you have, like, any favorite travel stories that you've had on your show? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that we've had on our show. That you've had on your show. Well, that, I just thought I would narrow it down a little. Yeah, no. It's... Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean. Um, go ahead, April. What do you got? Uh, well, I was thinking. <laughs> I tried to make a couple of quick notes. I mean, we've had so many. I mean, we had Jennifer, who's an author, who traveled to Portugal. And the trip really started out kind of as a train wreck. The plane landed them in a totally different city. But then they ended up ending up in, you know, where they intended to go. And she really had that eye for photography and writing. And then she's incorporated that all into a book. So just some of those experiences have been incredible. Right, right. And the, um, the gentleman who, did, and I can't remember his name, I didn't do my prep work, April, but the gentleman who sailed around the world was like, it was Gorov, right? Gorov, I, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm talking about him, I mean, it, it's an amazing trip. He he just got on a boat with people he didn't know and joined a team. And what what an amazing experience. And we, Audrey, who did the walk in the Pacific Northwest, who just decided not to take the flight. Right, exactly. <laughs> She's just going to walk. And walked it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not that far. I'll just start walking. Yeah. It's a few hundred miles. Uh, but she had a life-changing experience. And, you know, we, we talked to all kinds of people. And sometimes we're surprised. Um, I know April and I have talked about, um, and now I can't remember her name either, the girl who went to uh, Joshua Tree. Um, I yeah, say, I can't think of her name I want to say either. Amy, but it could be wrong. Um, and we just thought, oh, you know, it's Joshua Tree. How much could you talk about one place? It's a national park. She went on. She loved it. She had wonderful stories about locals that she met. So we really never know whether this is going to be a good story or not. Yeah, we um, don't. We've, we learned, we've, learned, we've learned our lesson on that. It's like, <laughs> you know, um, we get the gamut. I mean, we had a gentleman who... Um, it's probably better I don't remember his name, but right. he, he has his own podcast and interviews a lot of people. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a hoot. He's going to be a lot of fun and share about traveling for sporting events because some people generally, you know, they'll follow a team or they want to go see all of the baseball diamonds in the United States. But he got on and it was it was really challenging for us right. to get, get a story out of it. It was like pulling teeth. We got one word answers. Right, <laughs> so right. I was like, oh, no, there's got to be more here. And uh, I know we've had a few guests who we ask one question and 
we don't get to talk. That's it. The rest of the the half hour or the rest of the seven minutes is all eaten up them answering that one question, which is fun. We love that. It's the yeah. best part of it, right? Yeah, exactly. And we've also discovered places um, like the gentleman from Namibia. He's a oh, photographer. Yeah. And I honestly, I mean, I look at a lot of photography websites. I, I, I look at Instagram just when I'm bored and look through the photos. But this gentleman, he like shared about all the different places in Namibia to photograph, but also the fact that it's very approachable. There's a lot of English speaking there because of the Germans that settled there. And I had right. no idea. So yeah, me learned, either. Learned something new and found a new place to add to my bucket list. I mean, right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, I have the same experience and it's not a travel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm still. Still talking about. I've talked to a lot of people who have done a fair amount of traveling, so I have talked travel a lot, which uh, I would like to do a lot more of. Um, of course, had travel plans uh, before the the COVID hit. Uh, one of my favorite places is Hawaii. That's why I wore this is my travel shirt. Oh, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. <laughs> it's funny because I was talking to my wife, and most places we go, we don't get swag. Like we don't get T-shirts that say Yellowstone or or whatever. You know, a lot of people do, and it seems like I did when I was younger, but I just don't even think about it. Um, so I I had very few choices. <laughs> No, I, travel I, I, no, I agree. It's like uh, often it's like I, I maybe because I'm so I want to use every hour of daylight taking photos and seeing as much as I can scenic locations and historic spots that half the time when I'm done, it's like an afterthought. I'm on the plane or in the airport back to go back home and I'm like, oh, I didn't get a single souvenir. Right. I just have a stack of postcards that I grabbed. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. We, we also do a, a Saturday morning coffee chat where we talk about travel. Um, and that's not recorded. We just get together as a group for that. And we did a, an event a few weeks ago, a few months ago, where we did um, the things people brought back from their oh, travel. Yeah. And that was such a delight to see the oddball, unique items that people you know, pick up on their journeys in different places around the world and the things that people find interesting and the things that people collect. Um, thank God people are so unique because it makes it certainly entertaining. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah, everything from magnets to, you know, people pick up stones and pebbles and, and make little, you know, memory jars. And, you know, yep. like you said, the t-shirts too, I know are a big thing. And I've seen, you know, some people have a great collection right. of travel t-shirts, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Some, some people are really into that. So no one brought back like, um, uh, a, uh, a wild animal or some, <laughs> something. Well, very, close. Something there were some, there were some souvenirs. I was like, oh, I don't really, that's TMI. <laughs> yeah, too much. Yes, that's true. We had some oddball things for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a fun thing. I mean, whatever you can find and people, like I said, people find different things that they find interesting when they travel. So we hear all of the, the different reasons that people go. So. It's, yeah, I, um, I don't even, I don't need a reason to travel. They just, um, it's something I love to do. I had back problems for a couple of years and could barely do anything. Oh. So now I want to travel even even more. But, you know, I like traveling. I love getting on airplanes and uh, I also love driving. So either either one is a great way to travel for me. Do you guys, um, I guess you'll have to answer one at a time. Do you, Have you found like a favorite place to travel or is there a place you go to 
more than any else or are you just constantly wanting to go to new places? Do you want to answer first? The um, well, there it's that's a little difficult to answer. One, there's no place I wouldn't go. So that's an easy thing to say. There's no mm -hmm. place on the planet that I wouldn't visit. There are some places that I will wait to visit till it's safer to go. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, do I when I go back, there's lots of places I've gone back. I mean, I've been back to Paris several times. I would continue to go back to those kinds of locations. Um, I've been to Vietnam once and I would absolutely return. Um, but again, like I said, if there's places I'm, I'm all for wherever if I'll go back, I'll go to a new place. You can't get me to stop. Yeah, I think I, I, I can totally echo that. And in fact, I think Unfortunately, at age changes us a little bit too. Oh, yes. I, I, <laughs> I hate to use that word, but I'm afraid so. Um, I have a couple places I love to return to, but part of that is because they're they're kind of they're like going back home in a way. But I see them with new new eyes. I mean, even you know, being raised in the Midwest, we and I I know Cindy too. We, I mean, you learn to really appreciate just a basic like get in the car on a Sunday, go for a drive, go down a country road, whatever, you know, maybe there's a country fair, maybe there's a new somebody's opened a new uh, place that has the fish fry on Friday night. But so you learn that appreciation for those simple things. And you think in your 20s, like, ah, oh, this is this is this is just nowhere's bill, I'm getting out of here and seeing the world. So you <laughs> leave. And I know, I, you know, I, I had the same thing, moved several places, dif lived different places. And then I finally went to New England. My parents had been going there every fall for years for the fall colors. And that is a place I have to almost go back to every year. And I think that's because I live in Southern California and we just, we do get leaf color change. In fact, a few weeks ago, there were still some wonderful trees on my street that had red leaves and, you know, hanging on, but you know, now it's like in my soul, I have to go back there. But after all we get through this time period, I think I may have to put that off to the side burner because I need to explore the rest of the world. There's so many other places to see, you know, that the world is getting, the list of places to go is getting bigger and my years for traveling are getting shorter. Maybe getting, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe. You yeah. unless, they find, got... unless they find the fountain of youth for me and I can live an extra hundred years, you know? So, oh, you funny. Know. <laughs> I talked about that on one of my podcasts too. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some weird ideas out there, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> but also there's some real science that could mean that even, even people our age, may live a lot longer than we ever thought. It's it's possible. Of course, uh, it, that depends on how much money you have. But um, yeah. <laughs> since you both touched on it a little bit, so I think I'll just approach it here and get it out of the way. Um, how are you feeling about travel now, especially where you are? I actually lived in LA for a long time. So when I moved back to, when I moved back to Oregon, I realized um, how much color there is up here, you know, the, oh, there's, yeah. there's only a wet reason, wet season and a dry season, you know, there's not like four seasons, but, right, right. <laughs> but there we get the trees here, which is, I'm really appreciating a lot more just after living in LA and LA, I think LA has got some really beautiful scenery too, but, um, yeah, it's really something to watch the trees change. But back to the other, the other thing no one wants to talk about how, how I know a lot of people traveling and, um, they're, it's making me really nervous, and not because of their health, but because I know 
from what science is saying that's going to spread spread stuff for other people. So what how do you guys feeling about it? And um you probably know travel industry a lot better than I do and airlines and wh- what do you again you probably have to answer one at a time. How do you feel about safety right now and and traveling and those kind of things? And I mean, I can answer. I haven't traveled mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not even planning anything at the moment. I'm, I was just speaking to a friend this morning about really desperately wanting to plan, but I am holding back because there will be heartbreak if I plan and then I can't do it. So right. um, just yeah. trying to avoid the planning part as much as I love it and really want to get things on the calendar and start looking forward to it. It's that heartbreak of, you know, we, we get there, you know, four or five months from now, and we're really not ready. Um, I mean, I would, I'm optimistic that it's happening in 2021, but um, I'm also not 100%, and I haven't seen enough change to believe that it's really there. Um, I mean, obviously, people can get on planes. Obviously, there are a few countries that are allowing U.S. citizens to travel to, but just because it's allowed doesn't mean it's a good idea. I, I think that right now we need to do our part and stay put as much as possible. I mean, obviously you have to live your life and see family members and do other things, but um, that's, that's actually where I'm at. And I think that as things move on, um, there will be big changes in how we travel in the future. I mean, I think that things that we've learned through this process, um, I don't know if when they say get back to normal will ever really happen. I don't know if normal will be what we thought it was uh, or what we experienced before. Um, I, I, I think it's a good thing, right? Though I think there'll be some good changes uh, in all honesty. So I'm trying to be patient. It's not easy. And I know everybody else is struggling too. It's really hard not to go and not to be able to plan. It's both those, right? Not going is difficult, but also not even knowing when you can go. I think that's the more painful part. So that's why well, I, I actually, I really appreciate hearing that because I'm in the same place. I'm not making, I haven't traveled and I'm really not making any plans to travel. Um, but it's nice to hear that from someone who does a lot more traveling than I do. That that you know we're kind of, we're all in the same position, and I think we're all in this together. So if people yeah. if people are able to to stick at home, I think you know at this point that's still the best thing. Uh, how about you, April? Hmm. Um, I have to say it's I think it's a really personal decision. And I only come from that place because I spend a lot of time outside after working 30 years indoors. And um, I was a retail manager and then I worked inside and I would stare outside every day and just dream of the day I could just spend more time outside that I think there are ways to do it safely, but I think it's a very personal decision. So I always advocate that, you know, I don't know each person's situation. And I also come from a position where unfortunately I, I lost my mother at a very young age. She worked her entire life not to be able to enjoy what she'd saved for financially, you know, time-wise with her job. So I, I, I ride that like bad place of, you know, um, do you take a road trip? You know, and I think you can, you know, you could, you have to make that personal decision. There are places to go that you can do it on your own or with one or right. two other people, but you have to take into account also the comfort level of those around you, you know, whether you have someone that may have health issues and, you know, be, 
be aware of that and be responsible. I listen to Peter Greenberg a lot. And like he said, too, he's like, I don't think travel is ever going to be as it once as we once experienced it. And there are many positives to that. I think we need to work on, you know, and again, I'm not a scientist, um, but if we can get to rapid testing where we can test people before they get on an airplane, if we can test people before they go into a crowded you know, museum or a crowded, and maybe that's the change too. It's too bad we can't have some places open with protocol in place. But I think collectively, so many of us, as we've seen played out in the newsreels, aren't ready to accept the fact that we all have to look at this collectively. It's not just my, you know, you can't just be selfish and say, yeah, I, I want to do this and I have a freedom to do this. Yeah, you have a freedom to do that in your own backyard maybe or on a uh, in the desert and death valley by yourself or with two people that you know but you don't have the right to barge into a business as such and and possibly harm other people that is you know that's just not something that we need to be doing right now so i think there's it's a multi-layered thing i hope the airlines can work towards the rapid testing i think it may come to the point that if we do want to enjoy the freedom of traveling. I know some countries are already moving towards this. In fact, Hawaii and Alaska as well, of having that negative COVID test in hand, or possibly I think England is working towards um, having the vaccine or having a card that says you have the vaccine. You know, I have mixed feelings myself on the vaccine, but you know, if that's what it takes so we can travel, then you know what, I'm gonna be there too. I mean, I wanna, I wanna travel just as much as the next person. Right, right. I mean, I, I completely agree that it, it's a it's a personal decision, but it's also a national yeah event going on. So it, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I mean, right. obviously, I don't. I'm, I'm not a doctor either. I'm not giving advice. I just I, I just know everything because I'm a podcaster. But uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the hard thing is people just tr kind of ignoring what's happening. I definitely think you can travel safely right now. Like I said, yeah, I know people who I are, too. I mean, I know someone who's in Hawaii right now and, and uh, I mean, they have a couple things going for them. They're islands. So they were able to, they, they almost beat it at one point, but then it got out of hand and now it's back well right. under control, like Australia um, and some other places in the world. And you test 72 hours before, which honestly is a little meaningless because anyone yeah, who gets exactly. on the plane with you can then infect the plane but they test you when you get there as well so you really have two tests um uh you know going in it, it's i you know th i think things like that are definitely right good possibilities for safety i, I totally understand people being uh questioning whether or not to get vaccinated i will part of that's my age you know when i grew up we defeated a couple of different diseases with vaccinations. I mean, we killed right. them. Right, we right. completely killed them. They're only coming back now because of misinformation. I mean, there, there's a couple things coming back that the world stuffed. Um, but I still understand people being dubious of, uh, to me, it's not just the government, it's big business. I mean, for, right. for Pfizer to say, yeah. oh, that seems safe. <laughs> we just made it yesterday, it's right. fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I scratched yeah. my head on that one as well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> makes me wonder. But anyway, I just wondered what what you guys are thinking about that now. It it is hard to make plans and not have a date to fill in. I mean, right. I was <laughs> we right. were going to go to Vegas, which I've never been to. Oh, 
and explore everything but the casinos, basically. I, I mean, I know there's parts of Vegas no one sees, and right. we were interested in that. And uh, that was, I literally, it was like a two or three days after we made the reservations when everything stopped. Oh, yeah. So yeah, exactly. it was, uh, yeah, it was bizarre. And it, and it was, oh, we'll just go in a, you know, we thought. Oh, in a few months, we'll be right. back to it, right? It'll be yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be optimistic <laughs> and think that hopefully by fall, maybe more things will be open, but yeah. it's so it's so hard to say. And, you it know, is. you really have to be reading and be, you know, it is a great time, I would say, to buy your airline tickets this year because all of the airlines, I had tickets in fact for somewhere in January and I just canceled them and they're refunding your miles. If you booked them with miles, they're, you know, refunding all of the fees. And, and those are things that hopefully will change. Business will be more, you know, customer friendly. Um, I, you know, you see the smaller airlines like Southwest and Frontier, they're, they're adding routes going into cities. They're not deducting routes. You know, United and American for years have been leaders in, in the U.S. market, and they're actually having to pull out of different airports. They're unfortunately having to furlough employees. So maybe they'll see, you know, the Southwest model or, you know, better ways to be more customer friendly. And those are changes that I hope continue, you know, going forward. That would be a really positive change if, if yeah. you know, in any way, the airlines decided they could be more friendly. Right. <laughs> even in my short travel career, you know, I've only uh, been traveling for a couple of years. Anyway, it's a couple hundred years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the airlines have changed a lot. I mean, I blame a lot of it on certain events that happened in the 80s. But they, I'm always scratching my head about what airlines are doing and why, you know, why not just make the seats more expensive instead of charging me for right. every little thing? Um, but they apparently know what they're doing just because they lose money in clothes all the time. But uh, <laughs> it's a, you know, if it came, if that, if there was the slightest little change to make them realize that being more friendly to the traveler might be a better business model, that would be a really good thing. And I do, I am impressed that most of the things the airlines are doing are entirely the airlines. Like they have no mandates at this time to do anything. They right. could just and say, "Come on, get on the plane. Let's go. It's you know we got gas. Let's yeah, head and out." That, and that but, is what's frustrating. And um, Peter, yeah. Bre Peter, just to quote Peter Greenberg again, because he's a travel journalist, but he said too, it's like the TSA, you know, has mandates that you can't smoke on a plane, you can't do these other things, and it's penalizable federal law, you know, but. The mask policy right now, no, these poor airlines are trying to enforce that on their own. And and the only thing they can, you know, kind of scare people with or, you know, warn them about is that, you're, that you'll be banned from their airline. Well, a lot of people are going to be like, well, who cares? There's other airlines. I'll just right. go fly someone else's. And that's unfortunate. You know, the TSA needs to get on board. There needs to be, you know, some of these changes to make it safe for everybody. And penalizable yeah. you know by federal law that you know you're not flying this airline unless you're going to sit in your seat and wear your mask and all of those things so right, right. it's definitely a challenge for the airlines yeah and, and they're because it's all over the board i mean we've talked about it april about if you're flying yeah. anywhere right now you need you're gonna have to 
check and literally check like the day before you get on the plane because their rules and regulations for what they're allowing and not allowing on their airline is different all the time because yeah. the situation is very fluid and it's moving all it's a moving target um and yeah that, and that makes it difficult to plan and difficult to execute right it's very yeah, it challenging really, really does it really does and like i that's why i'm kind of um I'm I'm happily surprised at the at the airlines that they are mm -hmm. seem to be working really hard. I mean, part of it's financial. Obviously, they want right. people on their planes, yeah. but right. I, you know, they could get half of them on their planes without much effort. But it, it's I think it's good that they're they're really trying, and they do. I mean, because of their the way the FAA works, they do have a lot of power as far as right. kicking people off planes, but that's hard to do at 40,000 feet. It's really yeah. tough. Right. I mean, yeah, it is. I think they should go ahead, but it, it's, it's hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> so another thing I was wondering about is um, weird stories. Do you have personal or people who've been on your show with you know, strange, unusual, bizarre travel Ew. stories you can think of. I mean, you must. Everyone oh has gosh. a bizarre travel story. You know, maybe I'm too. Maybe we're too open-minded because I'm like weird. I mean, sure, all of them are weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all. Strange. I know. But, yeah, great. I know. Or we're too. Uh, I don't know. The people we connect with aren't super. Yeah. I mean, I do think far. that some of the folks that have done the oddball things like um, Audrey, who walked the Pacific Northwest, that was just a, a strange uh, decision that most people wouldn't make. I mean, kudos to her for being brave and making the decision to have a life-changing moment and I know she knew that going into it, that that's what was going to happen to her. And she was looking for that. Right. Um, but it's, there, <laughs> the walk that she took on the Pacific Northwest, there is no walk. It's not like walking the Camino or walking the PCT trail. She just chose to walk from where she was to where she needed to go. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> and she had an amazing experience as part of that. And uh, she kind of created her own thing. So I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, and some of the other stories, like I said, the sailing story, I can't imagine just deciding to get on a sailboat with people and I don't know how long he was on that boat yeah, I want to say it was either. a month or more um with people he didn't know and I also think he didn't know how to sail so he learned that as he went along what a great adventure um, yeah. that had to have been right that's right. a really great adventure he's a that's a very lucky adventure because there are people who've done that and it hasn't come out so well so I, I'm glad yeah I know glad he learned quickly right. <laughs> well there's been a few of those yeah exactly but Right. I had to think of like M, you know, M travels quite a bit and she ended up, I, I think she was the one in Patagonia and they're right. in the middle of a rain, a downpouring rain for, you know, rain, it's cold and, and some shepherd shows up and offers to, uh, and, and pr I think there was probably a language barrier to it and she wasn't totally alone. So I guess when you're in a pair, you have, you feel a little more empowered, but Still, there's been stories like that all along. Someone just trusting someone that meets them and lets them sleep on their couch or follow them to their house and they take a meal together. I mean, those are pretty brave stories. Yeah. Yeah. Those are. 
And those are pretty amazing. And we hear that quite often where somebody will be somewhere and a local has like befriended them and helped them either out of a jam or shared something with them. And I think that's what we love about travel is that, you know, wonderful people are everywhere and language barriers, who cares? They're still yeah. wonderful people and those things still happen even though you don't speak the same language. And that's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, those are the best stories. Those are, I'm actually reading a book about travel about a guy who's biking across the world and he found a cat. Do you know about this guy? Mm. It, no, what's the title? Uh, well, th oh, what is the title? Oh, I can't remember the title of the book. Oh, you'll because... have to give it to Cindy. Yeah. Cindy well, has a travel book club. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's he's uh, One Bike, One World on okay. Instagram and on and on Facebook. One Bike, One World. Got it. And his, he was traveling. It's kind of a cool story. He was, uh, I forgot what country he was in. But he was a long way from home. He's from Ireland. If he's from Scotland, he's going to kill me. But uh, <laughs> as if you'll ever hear this. He, he's he's uh, decided to bike around the world with his friend, and his friend dropped out. And so he's out there alone. And it hadn't been many days of him being by himself. And he comes across this cat in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally, you know, miles from the nearest town. Kitten. Little kitten. Mm -hmm. All by its own. Uh, a few weeks old. Just, you know, just old enough to be running around, but not... And I guess it could, I think it could eat food. So he thought, well, I can't just leave it here. I'm going to, I'm going to take it with me to the next town and, you know, ends up keeping the cat. <laughs> decides to, uh, he had been doing pictures on Instagram the whole time. So decides to put up a couple of pictures of him and his cat. Well, okay. There you go. You know, come on. <laughs> there so, we go. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly Game he goes over. from a few followers to a few thousand. Well, then uh, a few months into his journey, the the dodo i don't know if you know the dodo it's a thing that does animal stories it's big right. uh, and they decided to run a story on him and his his suddenly his phone just blew up like oh the day gosh. that went out so now he literally he put the book out you know largely through that experience because his instagram just got really right. huge so it, but it's a fun book it's about it really about the cat and about the adventures <laughs> of the cat so yeah that's fantastic yeah I think, um uh, Joe May, who uh, they were on a, the, they the cruised boat. around, yeah. yeah, the boat, they cruised around in a boat, him and his wife. Uh, that was another amazing story. And he has a couple of books about him and his wife's uh, journeys of living on basically, a, it's a channel houseboat kind of thing. I, don't, I think there's a name for them, like they're barges. Um, and it's pretty common in Europe, but it's pretty amazing to think that this couple, I think they lived there 12 years, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And so they had great stories. And again, more the stories we love of uh, people that they met along the way and that touched them in their lives and vice versa. So um, we hear a lot of that. And I think that's why we do the channel. We really like hearing oh, these stories. Oh, it's yeah, fabulous. It's totally and we've connected, we... as Cindy mentioned, with people we'd never would mm -hmm. have gotten to meet otherwise. I mean, there's a woman that lives in Scotland and, you know, a woman, Charlene, who's in Spain. I mean, these are people now that... Cindy and I feel we we'd call them up probably yeah. when we and we could go visit them and see them when the world opens up. I think honestly, and that there's going to be this pent up demand. It's going to be like the Roaring Twenties <laughs> all over again when this thing is over. I, I swear, people are going to just want to be out and you know get in their cars and and head out, but in groups. I think you know right now there is a lot of there are quite a few people. RV sales are through the roof, so it's right. you know people are taking their RV and going and exploring that way one or two people but i think there's going to be a great demand for travel 
Boy, I've had the I... same prediction. I think that anything, you know, when things really open up, yes. for like we start to feel safe, I don't think you'll be able to get into a restaurant. I don't nope. think you'll be able to get a concert <laughs> ticket. I don't think you'll be able to go to a soccer game. And and yeah, airlines, I think all of those 737s that have been sitting on the ground will, will be in use. I think so <laughs> yeah. too. I, I agree. Yeah, I don't, I, I just... I can't imagine any other any other possibility because <laughs> people. I mean, you know, everyone you talk to, they're just they're ready to go. Some people are. Some people are are moving around. But yeah, I'm sure ready. I'm ready to get vaccinated just so I feel safe. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, well, that, I think that's, that's my thing. There's a few people that are out going it alone too. There's there's a little bit of a you know rightly so. There's you know both sides of the story. It's, yeah, you, know, you can't really be you know you don't want to flaunt it and you really should. And I know for myself too, the little, the few little places I've gone, I'm, I'm not like, woohoo, I went here and did this because I know other people aren't in a place where they can safely feel that they can do that. And, and that's perfectly acceptable when you see the numbers. I mean, people are dying from this. It is serious. And God bless our healthcare workers out there for the endless hours that they're putting in. And I can't even imagine what they must be seeing and going through. And so I have to be thankful for those that are the nurses and the doctors. Um, I have great, great respect for them. Yeah, that's really the reason I'm staying home. <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's, it's honestly not that I don't feel safe. I mean, I... I'm the right blood type. I take a lot of vitamin D. You know, where you guys are, you get a lot of sun, which is extremely helpful. If yeah. you're outside, you get a lot of air. But no, it's about the possibility for me. It's about the possibility of spreading it around. And right. Yeah. Right. It, that's that's what's what's scary. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I just think travel is going to be getting out is going to be a huge thing. And it is it is strange because I, I listen to a guy named John Campbell on YouTube, Dr. John Campbell. He's a guy in Britain who basically takes all the covid information and tells you what's up today. Like he literally he reads all kinds of stuff because he's a teaching nurse. So he's been teaching for years and years and years and he's done vaccinations anyway. He um he was talking about how, well, you know, it's. It's not going to be back to normal as fast as people think because you will still need to wear a mask because the best case scenario right now is 95% with vaccination. So that still leaves a oh, reason yeah. to protect yourself yeah. and, and others. And I, I just went, ooh, oh, yeah. I well, know. Sadly, oh well. I think it could that's, be, a, you know, a couple of years before we're really woohoo, you know, traveling the world. And there will be countries and places. Um, you can't blame places like Hawaii for keeping their you know their borders shut as best they can or boundaries as we said canada you can't go to uh, canada uh, alaska we can't really go technically go to alaska as such um, oh i didn't realize that yeah Ver was alaska closed off uh yeah you had to have a negative test um and right now i know a okay. lot of the testing at the airports i know lax has wanted i mean it's a couple hundred bucks to get the test and you know that's you know both ways you're gonna you know that's way over the price of your airline ticket so right right, right. absolutely makes it harder yeah yeah so it definitely does so where uh um where can people find you guys i i right. mean i'll put it in the notes but what where besides youtube what's the name of the show and where where's the best place to get to it well, you can find us on YouTube, which is the Travel Collective YouTube channel. And That's then it. I have um, uh, 
a website, which is uh, Exploration Warriors. You can find me there. And I know, April, you have a couple of sites also. Yeah, definitely. We encourage people to watch our great videos on YouTube at the Travel Collective. We'd love to have some more comments. And you meet so many great people. And the people there are just so excited to share their information about where they live or the places they love. And then I have my own website, which is Fall Photo Trips, and I do small group, you know, travel and advise people if they want to go photographing places around the world, mostly the United States, too. There's some so many great places to go. So, yeah. And then for Meetup, if you want to join our coffee meetup, um, we both have meetup groups, um, the Travel Ninjas and uh, Coffee Clutch Travelers. So you can find us there too and join yeah. us on Saturday and share your stories. Yeah. And you can, yeah, most of that information's in the, um, the video notes with the channel. So you can find that too. So if anybody wants to just look it up, that's a good place to find everything. I will put them in the podcast notes as well. And Wonderful. the travel collective, isn't that also on, uh, um, what's that called? Apple podcasts or other yes. places like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can get it as a podcast as well. Yes. Yeah, it's always more fun as a video, but some people, yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. watch the videos while driving. Do no, not please, watch. Please do no. not do that. Please do not <laughs> do that. Do not do that. <laughs> so, some people must. All right. Well, I know that one of us has to uh, be on the way soon, and I got to leave a little bit of time for wrap up. So, thank you guys. Thanks both for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I could talk about travel all day long, and uh, as you said about yeah. your pod, sometimes it ends up. <laughs> that way <laughs> so thanks a lot thanks for listening this has been joel albrecht you're listening to were you still talking <laughs> and thanks, i've been joel. on with april and cindy today of the oh no what's the name of that show what's the name of that travel show the travel collective the travel collective, the travel collective. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much and uh share this with your friends don't be shy it, um, this has been episode 51 now of Were You Still Talking? If anyone's keeping track, thanks for listening. <laughs>